nigga make it pop. What's up? If he broke, then we can't talk. The fuck I make it shake like a shake weight. Make it break like an earthquake. If I put this work in, is you gon' cop me a Birkin? Money make this hot girl act a fool, and that's for certain. I'ma get the turkey, he know I'm his favorite person. That nigga think my pussy the internet, have him surfing. I say, little nigga, make it pop. What's up? Now I'm hot, they wanna stop. The fuck you wanna taste? Goofy ass, hobby ass, Break the bank or get the fuck up out my face. What they say? Little nigga, make it pop. Pop? What's up? Hey, 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 hey. I'll be ready. I like okay, wait, who sang that song? Because I like that song. This is by um Shy the Greatest. That is her name. Okay, rappers. She, you know, I try to keep up. You guys, I'm making a playlist on Apple Music. Maybe I'll share it you with know, the world. You know, we should post it on our page. You the, know. Play, the playlist I'm making? Yeah, yeah. It's called Female Rap Vibes. It's about to be you the most yeah. ultimate female rap For real, shit. like for real, definitely. Like, it could be like a workout vibe and whatever. Yes, I work out to that shit every day. It's so popping. That's good, that's good. But anyway, hello, 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 guys. Hey, how you doing? So you fin- well, you finna be starting this shit with singing every time, boy. Are you mad? I'm just asking you. It might be a trend. <laughs> Maybe I haven't heard a complaint yet. V- listeners, if you tired of the songs of D- Damio, D- DM us. Let us know. Tell me, and I'll stop singing. It's Except cool. for you, Courtney, because you'll be the one. But everybody else, I will accept it. Is she be complaining? No, I just think that she would be the one just to say <laughs> something. Anyway, hello. I am Erica Mona, and I'm Damio, and this is Cross Culture. All right, we're back with another episode. Another super califragilisticexpialidocious aliola best ever podcast. And how do we like to start, Tommy? We like to start with the hot, hot topics. Anyway, so first on the list, Jamie Foxx returns to his TV. To, oh, sorry, I said to his TV. Anyway, Jamie Foxx returns to TV sitcom. And it's a new Netflix show called Dad Stop Embarrassing Me. And it's supposed to start, well, come on April 14. Basically, it's about him as a father and based on his relationship with his oldest daughter, Courtney Fox, mm-hmm. Corrine Fox. Mm-hmm. And she will be the executive producer of the project as well. You know what? That explains it. Because I was like, why would Jamie use these light ass little girls that don't look like his children? <laughs> but I remember, you know, he has his first his daughter. daughter is, yeah. is that Because, you know, she's biracial or whatever. Oh, she's biracial? Yeah. Oh, I didn't uh-huh. know that. You know, Jamie uh-huh. like white women. Oh, because he was dead in Katie that's, Holmes. That's his thing. You know, we love Jamie. Really? Jamie like white women. Yeah. Huh. Because Katie Holmes is the only one I know he dated. His first baby mama white. Really? Mm. Well, well, okay. Anyway, ain't no wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he is uh, set to play the owner of a cosmetic company mm. and father to Sasha, played by actress Kyla Drew Simmons. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like that it's gonna be on Netflix and mm-hmm. not on regular TV. Um, so we'll see how it is because it's been a while since we've seen him like on sitcom TV. Yeah, and not, since like, movies. The, the the Jamie Foxx show, I feel. Yeah, that was the last one. I right? think that was yeah. That was the last one. I don't know if I want to see this from Jamie. He might mm-hmm. be feeling himself because he did so. He think he in that family entertainment bag. Why don't you want to see it? I don't know. These shows tend to be corny on Netflix. It's giving me family That's reunion. True. You 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 know that? Like those type of... Because what, what's his name? Kenan Thompson coming out with a show like that as I well. I saw that's called Kenan. Yeah, it's like... These, I feel like that that is a recipe 
that it's a sitcom recipe. The yeah. single dad taking care of kids. Let's watch yeah. him fuck up parenting. <laughs> and it's like, mm, I don't know if I want that for Jamie. You don't want... I don't want cheesy dad. You don't I want cheesy dad. Okay. I want him to, like, you know, I'm not looking for him to be Bob Saget or no fucking TV dad. I right. want. What I would want, you like to see? I want Jamie to be authentically, like... To, like, a cool dad like type a, of thing. Like, yeah, a, like how a black dad would be. Like, you know... How corny, is corny but firm, you know, kind of like old fashioned, but tries to be hip. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes it dad stop embarrassing me. Cause you know, black dads think they're forever cool. Cool, right, right. Well, well, let's see. We never know. So yeah, hopefully. I just I hopefully. And I think with even I don't know, with it being on Netflix, it kind of gives me temporary vibes. Yeah, it gives me limited series. Yeah, like it's just gonna be like maybe two seasons or so. These celebrities just be doing shit to shoot the shit. At yeah, this point, and I like, think maybe it's also just a test run for his daughter. Like this is her first project. Oh, uh, EP. You know, it's been a lot of that daddy daughter. And, and this is yeah. good. This is good. I know, and we also do talk about how we want to see more black family yeah. shows. So even mm-hmm. if it's cheesy. Is something positive and loving hip hop. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a family show that you could watch with your kids or whatever. So I think it's it's cool. It's something. Yeah, I like. I you know I'm a I'm a sitcom queen. I love a good little family sitcom. Yeah, I just hope Jamie don't disgrace me. And speaking of sitcoms, The Rock. He also has a sh- new show out about mm-hmm. his childhood growing his up. I think what is it called? Rock. I think, I think it yeah, is called Young Rock, Young or, Rock some or something. Yeah. Um, are you watching that? Mm-mm. <laughs> you gonna watch mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. I'm, not. <laughs> I'm not a, a big fan of. The, I like The Rock as a person, as an actor. Like you yeah. know, I think it's great to see what his career has panned out mm-hmm. from, especially from watching him on wrestling. Right, right, right. But I'm not that invested too. I'm. Not, I'm not, I think I'm also not really crazy about those type of sitcoms too. Quite frankly, I, I don't like, really watch those like that. Like I watch Mixed Dish a lot, right? Oh, I don't. And Mixed Dish is you know loosely based off Tracy Ellis's mm-hmm. upbringing. You know, mine is her mom being Diana Ross, of course. Um. And, like, I like a good, you know, I, I give me a good show with a strong child lead. Right, I love right. a good child actor, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm just not interested in the rock like that. I got to see what people are saying first. Um, another show that I do have in mind, um, Equalizer, with the Queen Latifah. Oh, with Queen? I've, I've been Did watching watch it? it. Yeah, it's two episodes Two episodes now. Um, I don't see it lasting because, mm-hmm. you know, the Equalizer based on the movie with Denzel Washington. Yeah. So just... Where have you ever seen Queen Latifah as some action figure? Cleo and set it off. Girl, she was some hood motherfucker. Dude. What the hell? It was action. Nah, this <laughs> bitch, she trying to be on some, I mean, no, FBI, CIA, undercover. I'm beating motherfuckers' asses. It's like, mm, I it's- will say this. We do need more badass action women leads. Like, we see it a Especially lot. Especially black. Yeah, black, that's what I meant, black women. Because we see it a lot with white women. Yep, we see yep. the, oh, I'm the task force and agent yep, or whatever yep. bullshit. I do want to see it more. But she's somebody that fits that. Because Taraj, I think that would have been a great next step for Taraj. Because she did that movie, that, the Marion. Even though that movie was terrible. Yeah. She has the the, yeah. the potential. And I, I could see it. Not just because Queen is like plus size or whatever. No, not it's that. Just it's not, just, it don't fit her. It, it doesn't fit. It's, you it's know? not in her movie repertoire. To me. No, so it's cool. You know, I think it's something also like when you, you know, it's kind of reminds you know, like NCIS or whatever. Uh, like you just put it on, whatever. Uh-huh. But I really don't see it lasting long. Mm-hmm. Like having like three, four seasons in, maybe mm-hmm. two seasons on most. She's going to need a strong co star, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. But okay. 
shifting gears, let's yeah. talk a little bit about Mulatto. You know, Mulatto find herself in the news every so often. But this mm-hmm. time, um, you know, it's not about necessarily her her skin complexion or her name. <laughs> it's about her family. So um, Mulatto talked a little bit about how now in her recent fame and her getting bigger and bigger, a strange family members are coming out the woodworks asking for money. Um, and, you know, that's a thing that, I believe I was watching The Shop, and Gerard Michael brought it up. It was The him. Shop, what is that? Oh, The Shop is a um, is an HBO show, LeBron James show, where him and oh, I believe okay, his manager, yeah. they're in the barber shop. Um, and I think on that episode, it was like Gerard Michael, Meek Mill, um, and a couple other people. And they were talking about how in black families, the assumption is that when one person make it, it is now your duty mm. to be the family bank. Um, and I think that, you know, this is a conversation that we all think about in the back of our minds, like, damn, do I want to be so rich that I'm the rich one in the family? You know what I mean? It's like those with great reward have great responsibility. Right, right. Yeah, um, much to that's given, much is required. Um, but uh, I'm trying to, because I do think about it too, because I'm like, I'm not going to be rich as hell. So is it my responsibility to take care of all my family in Nigeria? I think about that a lot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yes, I'll take care of the people in my family. That I'm close, you know, I'm still in contact with some people in my family in Nigeria. But like, is it gonna be all of them that don't even ask about me or right. I don't I don't talk to at all? Now I could help every now and then, like you know, here have some whatever. But I don't want that burden as well. You yeah. know, I think it's it's a little bit. It is unfair, especially if there's no relationship. Yeah, and I think about it. Okay, what about when I when I was down? Because you do think about you know there are some family members where you are down. And they had your back. Yeah, exactly. And they didn't have your back. They didn't help you out, whatever. But now that you see I'm up, you see I'm famous. Now you want to talk to Out of nowhere. Because everything about Mary Carey and her her older sister, too. Her older Mm -hmm. sister stayed trying to sue her for whatever reason, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's like, just sue her for dumb reasons. And it's like, but why? You know? Why do you want to sue me? Or even think about um, Vanessa. Uh, what's his name's wife? Kobe's wife. Oh, uh, yeah. How yeah. the mom is the suing mom is, her own yeah. daughter. I mean, that's a whole different relationship, obviously. But even just still that mindset of like, well, you're rich, so I should be able to sue you no, and yeah. take money from you. It, it's just the, there is a certain entitlement with being connected yeah. to somebody that has something. You know, like, okay, like, so, you know, okay, so in my situation, right, like I, I've shared with y'all that I have a cousin that's basically going pro, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, that's that's my cousin, you know, like that really is my cousin. We talk, but we because we lived in different states, it ain't like we grew up together. together you know okay. what I'm saying? So it's like the expectation. I feel like some people do have those type of expectations, where it's like one person make it, we in there. You know, I I know you, I talk to you, you know, you know my name, you can identify me. Yeah, but it's just kind of like. For me, I always think about, like, damn, I feel lame being that person. Yeah. Like, that's just, I feel like that's a pride thing. Yeah. You know, and it, it, you have to have the pride and the and the want to do something for yourself. Yeah. And I think that's where it comes in. There's just a lot of people who just don't have the, the character to want to exactly. be self-sufficient. And sometimes it just seems more, like, so, just so leechy-like. You know what I mean? It's one thing, because, you know, it is definitely a, a something of, like, you know, it's a great t- thing to be connected to someone who's famous. Like, oh my mm-hmm. God, that's my cousin. That's mm-hmm. my family. Like, it's a, you know, it's a proud thing to say, you right. know, even if you guys are not uh, relatively close or super close, whatever you want to yeah. call it, you know. But when it becomes leechy, like, 
you know, now all of a sudden you call me to pay your bills constantly. Exactly. All of a sudden you want me to buy you a car. That's weird All of a sudden shit. I'm paying your rent. Yeah. You know, so for me, what I would do, because even my families or cousins, whatever, I think I'd rather invest in their businesses. Like, you Personally. know what? I'm going to give you this large sum of money. You know what I'm saying? Start your business and go start fishing from there. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be the one giving you fish every single time. I tell myself that anybody in Nigeria, my cap for them is $5,000. For real, because $5,000 is a lot for Naira. It, it, yeah, That's it, a it good is, amount. It, it is a lot. I it set is a you lot. up to start to, to get yourself footed. Yeah. So that's how I feel. Yeah, that's, I think I think it's definitely unfair for... It's unfair. It's selfish. Especially for somebody so young. I think that these are part of what destroys um, legacies. You know, mm-hmm. like we talk a lot in the black community about building generational wealth. And that mindset is part of g- building generational wealth, right? Yeah. Like... The, the goal when you create a generation is that the next generation is better than the last. Yeah. So you should already, in the back of your mind, feel like your kid is going to make more money than you. Yep. Now, where we start depleting ourselves is having that expectation that just because they make more money now, it is their responsibility to 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 give me back what I put into I them. Mean, or when you even think about black child stars, too. Yeah. A lot of them went broke because they had to take care of their family at such a young age. What's her yes. name? Is one of them um, from the Parkers, she's, um, the one that played Kim. Countess, Countess. she yes. broke with her family. Yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, because when, when I think about, it, I'm like, she's been acting since a very like age eight. Yeah, she could sing. She was on that singing show and everything. Low key. You know, um, being on Moesha and the Parkers was not the first show she was ever right. on. You know what I'm saying? She, she low key was she, like the foundational character. Like, Brandy was now. just Brandy. Yeah. yeah. So she has been on shows um from a very very young age. But she said she had to take care of her siblings. You know, pay her, her parents' bills, whatever. And obviously, they didn't like take care or, you know, preserve it or invest yeah, or they save was, whatever. Thinking like, oh, it's just going to keep on rolling and rolling and rolling, rolling and And that's just unfair. And this is, I think this happens not even just in black families, but just across the board with celebrities if you're rich. Even see the, the, the situation going on with Britney Spears or her mm-hmm. dad, how he's so thirsty to claim her estate and I everything. You watch that. You I watch talk it. To y'all about how was that? Oh my gosh, guys. Free Britney. The shit is crazy. So what's going on with that? Alright, just really quick tea all right so um britney spears is in a conservatorship what a conservatorship is and what it's used for traditionally is for people who are um extremely ill in the event that they cannot manage their estate right damn she does sick. so 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 here we go i'm gonna tell you what happened so the thing is and it's so great to put things in perspective. The movie kind of shows you how Britney Spears first became Britney Spears. We're, we're kind of following her up until she has that psychotic break in 2008 where we see her shave her head and all mm-hmm. that shit, right? And essentially, you see how the rise of Britney um, was also what what they kind of compared it to was at that moment in America was the the Monica Lewinsky case. Okay. So sexuality was very prevalent in America, mm-hmm. just that, um, not just sexuality in, in sexuality, but women's sexuality yep. and promiscuity and all of that. And they were saying how they kind of used that moment to frame this narrative around Britney being kind of slutty. Like, hey, you, you presenting yourself as this average teenager, but you low-key are trying to sell us sex. So she was villainized, 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 and that's how the whole Justin Timberlake came in thing came in because he basically outed Mm -hmm. her virginity um and you know it all led to her having this break at like 24 25 right first of all i i 
didn't realize how young she was when, when that all of that was That's happening. Pretty much two kids. She already had her two kids, and then she was and she was divorcing Kevin Federline, and he was trying to take her kids, and all this shit was happening, and she was twenty four. That's crazy. And she had been famous most of her life. Yeah. And um, long story short, what happened is she she snapped. You know, we all saw it. We saw what happened, and she eventually had to be put into a mental institution Mm -hmm. during that time. During that time, her father, who has not been in her life throughout. Her father has not been in her life. Are you kidding me? Her father has not been in her life. Her mom was the one that was there when they was doing everything. And then they hired like a a travel roadie nurse too to be with Britney. Like a quote unquote chaperone Mm -hmm. or whatever. Those were the people that were there for Britney. Her father skated off. Wow. He was a drunk. This nigga came out the woodworks. And said and went and said, "Hey, I would like to file a conservatorship because she is in a medical institution. She is not of sound mind to control her money, her estates." Soon as she got out that damn thing, Brittany has been working. That's when she got her residency in Vegas. She she has been working. Non- she, yeah, got stop. back to regular. Mm-hmm. So essentially, what's going on is that Brittany has been working so much, and since then, let's even that's about ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Brittany has pres- proved herself as a consistent member. And competent person of society. Yeah. To the point that she's working. Why she can't control her own money. Mm. Now, this conservatorship doesn't just control her money. It literally controls the deals she takes. Oh, wow. How much percent she gets. How much percent her father gets. What? How, like, it, it controls every aspect of her life. They can literally force her to go but to. I think he was denied, right? No. Well, recently. recently so, thank God. Yeah. Um, After all of this fanfare, I think the update is that he finally has been. Yeah. Take, and the thing is, like, she didn't even say, I don't want a conservatorship. She said, I just don't want him to be the person. She wants a bank to uh, do look, it. Look at that. Just look at that. Why, why are people like this, man? When it comes to money, every just everyone wants just wants to bite and just claim and just suck you dry no matter what. So I am for a mulatto saying, hell no. But I want to say it here while we're on the podcast. Yeah, if what? you become rich, it's my money as well. <laughs> <laughs> so please, all this talk of that's for other people. Uh, it, when it comes to cross-culture. Okay, no. When it comes to cross-culture. Mona's locks is included. Girl, and uh, hair care code too. Yes. Okay, 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 okay. Small money. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> you know, help your people out, of course. Help your family out. You know, you know, help strangers out. Help those in need. Yeah. But also know when people are trying to suck you dry yeah. and just trying to leech and just, you know, because, heck, we ain't even rich. rich. We've had people try to take from us. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> nah, people, people definitely don't move. So you just got to be Family be the ones. They got the strongest bite. Okay. What's Let going on with Takashi? Why does he still exist is my question. I, I hate talking about rats. Now y'all finna hear me talk real street right now, so don't judge me. Mm-hmm. The streets is dead. I'm gonna tell you why the oh streets Lord. is dead. The streets is dead. First of all, Takashi still walking around here talking too much for me. He walking around, he making music, he's still saying nigga all the way in the streets these, and stuff. These rats... That's just able to, he's a rat. He's like a filthy rat. It's not even like, ah, he was in the jam. No, he a rat. Everybody trying to pacify it. Like, what would you do if somebody tried to kill you? Fuck you, you're a rat. You got into the game, stay in the game until you lose. That's how it go. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't jump in the game if you ain't ready to be in it. That's the first rule. Secondly, Meek is the clown of our generation. Every Boy. generation has a clown. Meek is our clown. When I saw the fight between Takashi and Meek, it looked like the circus had come to town to me. 
them niggas was looking like Wrigley, Barnum and Bailey Wrigley so Circus. So what was the cause of the fight? No, no, there was no reason. There wasn't what, a cause. What was the original beef? There was no original beef. This is what the, I guess what they're saying is that Meek talks hella shit about Takashi, which he does talk a lot like of shit about Takashi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Takashi saw him in the club. Uh, and press them like, hey, yo, you a bitch. You stay talking shit. I'm uh, in your face now. Say something up? to me. Uh-huh. What's good? This nigga Meek, he start behaving like a clown to me. First of all, why are you in the same area vicinity with the rat? Where you at that rats go? Okay. I, I'm, for me, I am not know where the rats be. Secondly, when Takashi start talking to you, you supposed to be like, I don't talk to police, police, police. That's what you're supposed to say. Uh-huh. You're supposed to be like, that's the feds. I don't talk to the police. <laughs> I can't talk to you without my lawyer. You the feds. That's what uh-huh. you're supposed to tell him. You're not supposed to be yelling back and forth. You a bitch, too. No, you look you look crazy to me. <laughs> because how, like somebody said, some some rapper in Houston made a statement like, Meek is a fake gangster. That I was like, so. mm-hmm. they said because Meek do be talking hella shit. Then they was like, Meek was... <laughs> This is funny. They said Meek was on Clubhouse talking big shit to academic. He was. Really? I remember that day. He was the he was in there talking about ah, academic. You need to shut the fuck up. You need to do this. You be doing that. He was really in there talking spicy to academic. Now, if you call yourself a thug, this is what the guy said. This is, he said, if you call yourself a real gangster, right? You sitting here parading mm-hmm. like you that nigga. Somebody come to you. What you what you running away for? What you doing all this? You you two you going back and forth social media. So as a real gangster, what should he have done? He's saying either you's gonna square up with the nigga or you just want gonna talk to him. Right. The right. back and forth is is And then he also pussy. posted it that's on what social I'm saying. media. You too. you look pussy to me. To me, I'm like right, okay, gangster, I'm like dime. that's what I'm saying. To Ooh, me OG Dami. They can't Big you know, Daddy Dio. Which one do they call it's you? It's Big Daddy Dami or Lolo. Also real that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just telling you all from the people that I'm I've, scared, my OGs that Ooh. I've ever talked to, this is how it would go. Bad guy. You see, you trying to trivialize <laughs> my gangster. <laughs> you trying to trivialize my thuggins. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, every real G, anybody who really saw the situation, know that shit was goofy on both ends. Yeah, even me, that I'm not a real G. I knew that it was goofy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was goofy because I'm like, what is all of this you nonsense? You that I'm not a real cheat. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm crying. It definitely is ridiculous. It's like, make, just put out some music and keep quiet. You know. You Speaking just... of which, the music that he put out was fucking goofy. Yeah. Did y'all so hear that? Oh, some lyric he, he made, said, right, about he, Kobe? Yes, he said, we're going up and out. He, what the fuck he said? Something like he we, said, I'd rather go in a chopper. Yeah, he said, we're going out in a chopper like Kobe. That's what he said. Something like that. We're going out in a chopper like Kobe. Like, if I don't make it or something. Yeah. Yeah. My thing is, first of all, too Why? soon. Way too soon. It's, it's only been a year. It really has. It's, like it's, is that something it's to just, glamorize? Or is that something? Yeah. Is that supposed to be a positive thing it, to say? It's way too soon. Yeah. It just is way like it's been a year, but it's still too soon. And I even putting yourself at the level of Kobe too. That's what I'm even trying to understand. <laughs> like, too, like really, like then it's just like it wasn't even a good lyric. No, I might have excuse. You know when Nikki said. um, Get these bitch bitches up, Rosa Parks, whatever mm-hmm. fuck she said. The bar at least meant it was at least like yeah. ah, you sacrificed distastefulness for a hard right, bar. Right, 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 But it's like, gee, the bar wasn't hard and you were distasteful. He's just trash. I'm not a fan of his, quite frankly. No. I'm really not. The street said he wouldn't have said that to Kenneth Penny Petty. Yeah, but let's go into the Royal Kingdom. 
use your Bridgerton voice for this. I don't know. I don't have fake. Um, Come on, do your Bridgerton voice. Prince Harry and Meghan, who Come now reside in California, <laughs> confirmed. Oh, lady. <laughs> confirmed to Queen Elizabeth that they would no longer be working members of the royal family. Man, that's sad, though. Is mm. it sad? You don't want to talk about it. It's sad. It's Maybe life. not, I guess. They rich. You don't remember they signed a, a, a 360 with Disney? Or a oh, multi-millionaire deal? that's true. Oh, they're fine. So the couple will lose their roles as patrons of a variety of national military, sporting, and cultural organizations. So it's that they're not going to get paid anymore, like get any type of compensation for like being part of... Oh, lady of the Duchess <laughs> of Sussex, <laughs> Meghan Markle. And the prince, Harry, mm-hmm. have relinquished their title as Duchess and So all Duke. their rights are gone. So they have relinquished all their rights. They will no longer participate as members of the royal family. Does that also go, does that also affect the child? Like the kids they have? Because she's pregnant with her second mm-hmm. baby. So does that also follow on to their two kids? They were never in line for, um, for any, for, for the, the throne for the or whatever. Yeah, okay. So it just would have been responsibility. I mean, like, they're, they're royal bloodline, so it's right. like... Everybody before them dies. I think they have like right. you know they have birthright, but man, um, and that means I guess this whole racism thing is quite serious because we saw how she was and still is constantly being attacked for just being half black or quarter black, whatever she is, and it, it's just it's it's too much. Shout out to Harry for being Shout the son out to of him, Diana for real. That is that is the true son of Diana, like um, Princess Diana wouldn't stand for the bigotry going yeah. against yeah. Megan. Um Princess Diana would support everything that Harry stands for, everything that Harry does. Not to say that she don't support, you know, um Prince Charles or um not Prince Charles, Prince William. But Prince Harry, he really he really proves and has always said that like he is bigger than his title. Yeah. He is a person of the earth. He's a person of the people. Yeah. And if we really want to be a, a royal kingdom or a line that is about England, we have to acknowledge the fact that England is not a, a England of all white Brits. It is an England of the diaspora now. Okay. Um, you know, and England is a chief colonizer. When we think of those chief colonizing no, countries. No, they sure are. Is England, France, and Spain. Yep. Those those the big three of colonizing they countries. Really are. So still today, yeah, they're still taking money from Africa like it's yeah. nothing. So the racism, you know, that's the OG yeah. racism. The so. racism over there definitely is real. It's, it's definitely different. is real. I think the difference between America and England is like you know America is more TMZ like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If that makes sense. It's stupidity racism. It's TMZ like, mm. and it's just so like in your face. It's everywhere. You know, London with it being British and royal, they, you know, they tend to be a hush hush a little bit with it. You the know, way but they go through it seriously. Um, so speaking of which, I also watched Judas and the Black Messiah. Great mm-hmm. movie. Everybody should watch it. But I was listening to an interview of Daniel Kaluuya. Mm-hmm. Um, and you all know he's a native British person. And he was speaking about that because, like, people, you know, people were pissed that he's playing, yeah. um, you know, Fred Hampton or whatever because he's not from America. Mm-hmm. And they asked him about the race relations in London. Yeah. And what he said is, like, it's definitely there. But it's even more complex because we are literally in their land. 
And, can, and, and, think, and you know, when he said that, I was like, damn. Oh, my God. That's different because America from jump, it was it was always free ball because they stole it to begin with. It's that, you know what I'm saying? It's not. The white people in America are not Native Americans. They just think they are, but it was never your country. You know what I mean? But to really actually be in these white countries that it's like, this shit is Europe, European, white, boom, bear, like, you know, it's our country. I never even thought of what that would be like. That is heavy. Because that's the conflict in America. They're like, y'all really still be trying to act like this is y'all country when, bitch, it's not. You yep. know, that's our. That's really the the, yeah. the main conflict. But I couldn't imagine, like, damn, I'm in y'all. I'm really in y'all country. So it's like, how do I begin to navigate race relations? Oh, that no, that is so heavy. Because no, we you know you know with we say Black history is American history. You know the slaves were the ones who built American history. Mm-hmm. Native Americans originally owned um, America and all mm-hmm. those things. But when you do think about it, that oh, that is heavy. Damn. It probably makes sense why all this Black. Um, British actors all literally come here to do to be in movies. They make more money. They've said it. I watched this documentary on Netflix where they talked about that, about like you know the British invasion of mm-hmm. acting, and there's multiple reasons. Reason one. All British actors are classically trained. It's not like America where we fucking find some handsome nigga on Instagram and try to put him in an $8 million budget movie. Right, right. No. So if like if you telling me DeVal versus uh, Idris Elba for a role, this nigga, you know, I mean, that's a, a vast um, conspiracy. But, but like, still, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, these are the caliber of yep. people. Like, American niggas. They really go to school for it. Yeah, they re- they have to go through, and not school, through the theater. Tri- yeah, like, theater, trend, yeah. Like, you're not respected as an actor. Yep, yep, yep. So it's like, yeah, bro, you bringing those type of acting abilities to the role. Of well, course they're going to get, get it. get this shit, too. Terry Crews, get the fuck out of here. Ah! Like, you know, Sorry. Yeah, but um, big ups to Def- to um, Prince Harry. I think that's a wonderful thing. It's yeah, a great legacy that he's got even living for his kids, mm-hmm. you know, and just choosing what is right over money or fame. or. And I'm just happy for Megan that she's able to have a man like this. Because mm-hmm. just even think about the stress of constantly being in the media. God forbid that she's going to commit suicide now. Forbid, you know what I mean? Like yeah. constantly being in the media and they're always blaming you for this. It's because of Megan that the royal family this and that. Because of Megan and just make, you know. Just and that's a culture shock. I can imagine growing up in Toronto where yeah. um in Toronto I mean I'm not from Toronto but it seems very like it's diverse not as heavy yes yes you know what I'm saying like especially when it comes to multiracial kids mm-hmm. I think that most people we see from Toronto are multiracial that are yeah. black um so like imagine that to to London where they're like they really looking at you like you nigga bitch yep ridiculous okay it is time for the one and only Yep, yep. Let's get it. Go. Somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes poor decisions, comparable to a donkey. Oh, Lord, Rabata. Go fast. Go fast. So we this is a, a major, a major, major, major ludo. So if you live in Chicago, you know like for the past two weeks, it's damn near been snowing every day straight. Yeah. We had the heavy snowstorm. Um, the roads are icy, slippery, all that kind of stuff. Apparently, this is something that's actually going on like in every other city too, every other state too. Mm-hmm. So Texas is obviously a hot state. Like you know, my mom is in Texas, so she makes fun how like over here we be in the negatives, over there they in the seventies living life. But apparently, it's been you know the twenties, thirty degrees. You know, it's been colder than usual to us. That's nothing, and it's snow. So they have like two inches of snow. Mm. But what Texas did. 
they took the switch off the electricity. Can so this imagine? happened all around. They took off the electricity and switched off their water. So now you switch off electricity. The heat is now on. The pipes will burst, which happened to a lot of people's yeah. homes. So a lot of people's homes are literally destroyed. destroyed De- like when we say destroyed, destroyed. Like water coming from the ceiling, chandeliers breaking down, um, a lot of flooding into the house. And, you know, if when you even think about how um, America builds houses, they use like soft plank woods, you know? It's not like, they you know, sure do. it's not yeah. like, like in Nigeria and other countries where they shit. use concrete and stuff, mm-hmm. which can withhold, withstand yeah. that type of um, you know, weather condition. Yeah. So it's like everything is just falling. It's, it's crazy. Um, there's no heat, there's no water. You know, I have people tell me, like, they haven't showered in days. As black people, you know, we shower every day. Twice okay? a day. So it ain't normal for us to be like, damn, two, three days, I have not showered because there is no water. Another situation where a family, because it was so cold, they were in their car, mm-hmm. and they, it was, I think it was a mother and her child or so, and she died of carbon monoxide. That's ridiculous. Even though in 2021, I think most of us know the leader. I- I guess, I but mean, yes, hey, yes, yes, but, but you know what I mean? It's, it's the fact that, you it's know what I mean? It's the fact that they have to be in that situation. It has to get to that level, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And she probably just, who knows? She like fell asleep or something. Exactly. Yeah. So basically, one of the first little goes to Colorado City, Texas mayor. He resigns over the controversial Facebook post, calling out residents during the storm. So he's basically, I'm not going to read everything, but he was just basically saying that, um... If you don't have electricity, if you don't have power, it is your responsibility to find a way to provide for your family, to take care of the family. Why is everyone always looking for the government to take care of you, to provide things for you? Like, you know, um, you guys are just a sad product of a socialist government where they feed people to believe that the that only few have to work, so that you guys need to be dependent on handout. But it's just like, who the hell is con- in control of electricity? Who's who is you? in control of water? Who's you guys? Like, what What do you mean? Is that not your responsibility? Is that not why you were in this leadership position to provide these things for the people? When Tim Boyd says, you guys are used to being taken care of, who is you guys? Girl, he was like, if you have no water, you need to deal with, deal with it. Go outside and go fetch you um, a box to help you and your family to, to survive. Go and supply water to your family. Please, how, where should they go? Should they go down to Rivanal or where? Niggas want you to be army strong so bad. Like, like, exactly. This is not my portion. I ain't signed up for suffering. Another one is Ted Cruz, the senator, and he was, they saw him in the airport, so him and his family were flying to Cancun. We're going to play a little recording of his dumbass reason that he gave as to why he did. Tone deaf. Look, it it was obviously a mistake, and in hindsight, I, I wouldn't have done it. Um... I was trying to be a dad, and and all of us have made decisions. When you've got two girls who have been cold for two two days and haven't had heater power, and they're saying, "Hey, look, we don't have school. Why don't we go? Let's get out of here." Whether the decision uh, to go was tone deaf. Look, it, it, it was- so you are blaming on your daughters. The daughters say, "Oh, dad, we have no school. Let's go to Cancun." Really. Really? Sorry, your dad of the year. Let me tell you something. I love white excuses. Because they, th- it's like, it's the conviction. Mm. It's how they say it. He he set it up. He said, I mean, yeah, they've been sitting in the cold for two days. They don't have heat. Just they two d- days. They don't have water. Why, why, why don't we go to Cancun? Mm-mm. If they say they want to go, I, I was just trying to be a dad. Like, was that the wrong thing for me to do? He chose being a dad before he chose being a senator. Okay, because being on. dad is number one. I put my kids before it all. So it's like, even just think about the fact that 
you have the ability to go to Cancun. Even the fact that the concept was like, oh, let's go to Cancun because there's no school. Because my little sister, you know, she's in Texas. Mm -hmm. There's no school. So there's no electricity. So it's never like they could do Mm e-learning. So it's like, okay, motherfuckers is just out. All the way out. Outside. With nothing. And literally what my family have to do, they said they have to go buy ice from the store. Mind you, all the stores are packed because everyone is panicking. They have to go buy ice from the store and melt it to use that to take a shower. Can you imagine? In this America, oh, everybody's coming. I saw some tweets, uh, <laughs> Nigerian tweets. You're like, see, this life has balance. Look at it. You see? America, everybody is shocked. Because even in Nigeria, this is this is not new to us. You know, I'm yes. like, damn, they're they giving y'all the full Nigerian experience. Nah. You know what I'm saying? No electricity, no water. G. Somebody said, I never thought I would have to be explaining up Nepa to my kids For in America. Like... For those who don't know, Nepa is basically like the like comment, yeah, yeah, the the thing. So, um, in Nigeria, it is common for this exact thing to be happening yep. to conserve energy in some communities. So to mm-hmm. take from some to give to yeah. other, like that redistribution. So, um, the phrasing of when the light goes on and up is like up Nepa. Yeah, like yeah, light is on. My sister was like, "Well, thank God I live in Nigeria because this is really helping me, you know, to <laughs> to know how to navigate through this. Like I'm thugging it out. Like come on, no let's problem. see with the survival. Okay, survival skit. Like oh." But it's a shame. It's it's quite ridiculous that this is what um, people have to go through. You know, people. So just think about people that who don't have insurances on their homes. You have to start all over again. You know, this is going to displace many people. You know, so I do hope that people are able to find some type of help funding. The government tries to compensate them after whatever. It just doesn't make. And it's thirty degrees weather too. It's not even like wow. I'm praying for y'all. In I Texas. just don't understand. Me personally, please somebody explain it to me. I don't get how we live in a 50, 50 states in the United States and two U.S. territories. And in about, mm, let's say, 30 of those United States, we do get extreme snow. Mm-hmm. You trying to tell me, because mind you, it's been about a week. You trying to tell me that nobody in Chicago, Minnesota, in Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, those five, I'm naming five Midwestern states that get busy with snow. Ain't nobody in, in, in between all of this shit that y'all could call to come and assist. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Y'all call the National Guard when Black Lives Matter tweets too damn much. Mm-hmm. Y'all be on every street corner with tank, with army, with it. Y'all, ch- so that's what I'm saying. When they say that America is not prepared for anything but war, damn. You, have re- you have shown yourself. That's true. When they say if it's one thing America gonna do, it's gonna let a citizen die. You have shown yourself. This is the most shameful and disgraceful form of leadership I have seen. And it's tw- it's, it's, it's only February. Jeez. It's only February. You know, people are saying that 2020, 2021 is not here to play. I'm just like, damn. It's a different type of game because it's like, who the fuck? What, what type of irony is that the people been running to Texas this whole quarantine for fun and games and kiki for good weather and stuff? And then literally, boom, switch over two weeks. They said shut all that shit down. The whole the whole state just went up major there. needs electricity and water. And I know that Texas is Beyonce state, but I also want to shout out Louisiana is experiencing similar things as mm-hmm. well. Um, some other southern states. It's not just Texas. Texas yeah. is just the biggest one and the most, um, it's getting the most attention, but the south in general is kind of going through it. Except for Atlanta, they got a force field. Maybe it really is the black Wakanda. Yeah. T.I. told us, and I didn't believe him, but. I mean, global warming is real now. Please recycle. Okay. Um, but we pray for you guys in all the states. Um, yeah. 
Pray for you guys. So Terry Crews a goofy. <laughs> okay. Um, so I care for the culture. Nice. I like do it one more time, one more time. I like that. <laughs> it is Ngozi Okonjo Iwela. She has now been named um, the next director general of the World Trade Center World Trade Organization. She's a former two-time Nigerian finance minister, and she was appointed this uh, new title on Monday. She is the first African and the first woman to lead this body, which governs trade rules between nations. So this is a major deal. This is not like, oh, just within Nigeria, within Africa, but the World Trade Organization to see that it is a woman that's the head of this, and it's a Nigerian African woman. I think this is this 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 is this is this is awesome. You know, this is this is something that we need to see. Um, she said that um, she was honored to be selected to lead the organization and vowed to take on global economic and health challenges brought on by the coronavirus pandemic. So I really do hope that she does really, really make a difference and that we feel that indeed there's a strong black African woman in charge. Okay. <laughs> Nice, 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 nice. Okay. You guys, let's get into our topic of the day. Yes. I like this topic today. So the topic of the day, we're going to talk about this nine to five versus entrepreneurship life. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that we've we we seen a lot of this in this pandemic. Yeah. In this in this pandemic slash pandemic, mm-hmm. we also saw the, the, the rise of LLCs. Yeah. Um, and let's just talk about it. Cause all day you see people kind of going back and forth. You see what they like to call LLC Twitter, mm-hmm. um, you know, screaming at people about how to get your LLC, live for yourself, work for yourself, get it all for yourself. If you ain't got your LLC, you ain't doing shit. You working for the man. Okay. Where's the bag? In my account. <laughs> right. After a couple times. So let's even talk about it. So what are like the pros for you for a nine to five? Because we both have, like, a 9-to-5 job. <laughs> we apply to both. We do. we entrepreneurs and 9-to-5ers. The pros of my 9-to-5 job is consistency and reliability. That's Cons- it. This ain't nothing like that consistent paycheck. And insurance. Ooh. I go to the chiropractor every Wednesday. Ooh. That's me how much my pay. My insurance covers it. Thank you. So. Ooh, insurance, honey. That's a big deal. A lot of people said they like my glasses. Thank you, insurance help. <laughs> my, I'm sorry. No, yeah, that consistent paycheck of knowing that it's coming through every two weeks or however, you, okay. if, if it's weekly or bi-weekly, you get a paycheck. Man, that stuff is a lifesaver. Like, oh, even yeah. if you're someone that lives paycheck to paycheck, which is difficult, but you know the paycheck is coming, okay? You know on Friday, the whatever at 12 a.m., ding, 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 it's, in, it's, it's there, it's there. So that definitely is a good pro. Well, kind of nine to five is sometimes you can feel stagnant, you know, mm. if it's especially if it's not your dream, right? You know, if it's not a career that you're happy with, because you know, nine to five, you could go up the ladder and you could go up to be the CEO and right. make six figures and be a millionaire, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's a good pro, but at the same time, it's one of those where it's like many people are fighting to get to the top. 
Yeah, it's very you know, crap in a barrel. And it's one of those where it's like you could face things like racial or sexual discrimination, you know, yeah, there's, office drama. There's no autonomy in nine to five. At all. You, at all. You do very much work at the hands of another person. You're like, clocking in, you're clocking yeah, out. Yeah, you are you you belong to somebody for eight hours a day, at and least. Girl, listen, like constant, what, constant emails from supervisors, team leads, you need to do this, did you do that? That, this, da, da, da. Those are one things I can say I do not like with my um, nine to five job. It's like you're, as you said, you are on somebody's time all the time, all, all the time, somebody's mm-hmm. time. Even a moment that you feel like you're having a break, you're on somebody's time. You and are. people, and it's like your manager can talk to you anyhow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, and it's just you. You got to, you have to deal with it. Yeah, especially depending on what field you're in. Yeah, like you, you know. I think that's just the thing with a nine to five. You, you work for somebody. Yeah, that's just it. Like yeah. you can be, you can be the CEO, but you work for somebody. You work for somebody. Yeah. So that is the, I think, the biggest con of having a nine to five. Um, but what about entrepreneurship? You know, people glamorize entrepreneurship a lot. Like. Yo, be an entrepreneur. Get it's, your shit. It's not easy because it's like you're literally starting from the bottom by yourself. You know, oh, unless yeah. <laughs> you know, unless if you have a team, and even if you're even if you have a team, yeah. you know, it is still you starting from the bottom. Especially if you are not from uh, a wealthy family where you know you have your father giving you like a large sum or investing in you in the mm-hmm. beginning. But even with that too, you still face the challenges. You know, it's a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of trial and error. It takes time for it to grow. You know, you may think that, oh, in, you know, within a year, I should be here. I should have made this amount. But, honey, within that year, you probably lost twice the amount that you put in, you know, to start yeah. with. Okay. And the fact that is, it's not consistent paycheck, you know what I mean? Unless when you super make it. And even sometimes it's like one week, you know, oh, I'm, I made I made 500 I made 2000 The next week, it may just be $200 that you just made. You definitely be up and down a lot. Up and down a lot. A so you lot. find that steady level. Yeah. It's definitely a lot of up and down. And then with entrepreneurship, you're on the clock 24-7. I was going to say that. It's not 24/7. that you don't work for anybody. It's like, you know, somebody described it as with entrepreneurship, you go from working for someone to working for everyone. Mm. Because, like, at the end of the day, when you're an entrepreneur, you're relying on your consumer, your you're, customer. You are the CEO, you are the supervisor, the yeah. manager, the cleaner, you are the customer service care. Yeah, and you very much rely on your consumer now. Like, yeah. when you're in a 9 to 5, it's like, look, I'm just here. And stand it in for this company or this yep. entity. And you can be like, you know what? I'm a referring to my manager. Yeah, <laughs> like, at the end of the day, this shit do not concern me. I don't yeah. give a fuck. This I... is my limit. But when it's your thing, you give all the fucks. It very much concerns you. You have no limits. Like, it's no boundaries with being an entrepreneur. And sometimes it's like, and as you said, you, you do rely on the, the consumer. Because sometimes it seems like you're, especially if you don't have good business etiquette. You know yeah. what I mean? Or, you know, there'll just be some bogus consumers out there. Sometimes they feel like your businesses are in their hands, mm-hmm. right? Because if you get one bad review, because we see on social media how people are quick to, to blast business owners. Oh, like, yeah. Whether it's hairstylists or whatever, it's caterers, whatever. Oh, this person didn't do this, right? Whatever, whatever. You have that bad review and it's on, posted on social media. That could go a very, very long way. Before you know it, 4,000 people saw that stuff. Before you know it, you ain't got nobody calling you anymore. Before you know it, you the what I wanted versus what I got okay. on Shade Room. Okay. <laughs> For real. Like, it be just that quick, child. Like, damn. But it definitely has its pros as well. Because the same way that we say you work on the clock is the same way you can also create your own schedule. 
right? Yeah. You know, especially once you find a steady, a, ste- a steady system and just stuff a steady success, you create your own st- schedule. Like, oh, I'm gonna go on vacation for two weeks without you ain't gotta put in your um, you know, whatever letter. Like, oh, can I get? Can I please be allowed to go? No, like, who's gonna deny you? Yeah, you. No, pick who's and gonna choose. check you? No mm-hmm. one, boo. Like, you check, you check yourself. You write yourself that check. You know, you making it. Um, it just gives you freedom. It's like, yeah, but you know, I have a thing with freedom. Mm. Freedom sounds good until you get it. Right. Because the, the problem with freedom is that there's no, there's no boundary. Mm. That's the problem with freedom. There's no, there's no something to keep you in check. When you're an entrepreneur, and you before you know what you're doing, any and everything. That's where discipline comes in, though. You know, but everybody don't have that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Before you know it, you you mixing personal money with business money. Ooh, tell me about it, girl. Tell me you about know what I mean? it. Like you borrowing from the business account for the personal account. Yeah. You know, you're you're doing things that is just kind of like, damn, I I didn't know that it would be this hard to keep it separate. Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't know that. Um, this money isn't really mine. Mm-hmm. It, you need a lot. The thing with entrepreneurship is everybody really just thinks it is as simple as like, I just have an idea and I'm going to start some mm-hmm. shit. And the thing is like, you cannot start it if you don't have other skills. It takes more than having an idea. Yeah. You, you, you have to have a plan. You have to have a plan. And I think that that that's the hardest part about entrepreneurship, creating a real business plan and i'll say that but with that being said a big pro is that there's no limit right because right. you could be as rich as a motherfucker like rich right. like rihanna you know having two billion dollar companies like listen Separate like you know what i mean and just other people that just because i also watch like shark tank and you know well they have investors and stuff but some people like they literally just start from the bottom like even with apple now microsoft whatever oh all yeah people, amazon you know what i mean like literally start from zero dollars real win you know like yeah. she started by herself you know and you could be rich and just become a household name so like you know how the nine to five kind of ties you down like even if you do become the ceo it's like you know you don't want any scandal you don't want any whatever because that that position could easily be taken away from you could easily be replaced but it's your business who finna replace you nobody but yeah it takes a lot though you can't just you know starting a bit being an entrepreneur is as simple as saying i have an idea but it it takes more than that you can't just rely on saying i have an idea and i create llc how much does it cost to create llc it depends 200 dollars mm-hmm. you know get your yeah and whatever you're good but it's just like okay what else to that and i think that, that that brings up the question of like when is the good when would you say is a good time to become an entrepreneur like when is that golden hour I would say a good time um, is when, because, you know, even though we talk about planning, it always changes. You know what I mean? Your plan may not always stay the same. And you may have something planned out to the T, and it would not work that way. So, yes, have an idea, but definitely have at least a solid plan, you know? A solid plan. Because, you know, besides our Mm cross-culture, we both have our individual here businesses that Mm -hmm. we do. You know, and for me, in one way, I'm like, you know what? I'm also I'm gonna take this seriously, and you know, make it like a second thing I do is I have to sit down and be like, okay, what do I really want for myself? How long do I want to be in this nine to five thing? You know what I mean? That's something you have to figure out. How long, you know, um, and how are you gonna treat it? So a good time is when you know you're you're ready mentally, because it does take a lot of mental capacity mental energy to mm-hmm. be able to divide both your minds because for me i work my regular nine to five for like from seven to three thirty and the evening i'm doing here 
or weekends I'm doing here too. Mm-hmm. That that shit could be stressful, you know, because mm-hmm. you're like, damn, I'm, it's literally two jobs. Mm-hmm. So you gotta be me- ready, mentally, emotionally, physically. You have to have at least a solid plan and know and know the reason. What is your why? Yeah. What is your why? What is your why? What, your why should not be everybody doing this so shit. Let me do this too. Everybody it's on Instagram. Shit. Yeah. Let me do this too. No, because it, it ain't easy. So your why is what's gonna keep you going. It's gonna is what is gonna keep you hustling. What about you? For me, um, when to when when to jump into the entrepreneur game, it's hard because you're gonna you know I'll say this before I decided you know what fuck it I'm gonna just do it. It was a lot because I've had that idea literally for like seven years. Right, I decided to even say oh I'm gonna get into the hair company or whatever shit. Um, you know it it, it takes a lot. Honestly, there is no perfect moment. There's mm-hmm. no perfect moment. Let me preface it with that. There is no perfect moment. Um, but. I say go at the moment when the reward seems more intense than the risk. So, you know, you get to that point where it's like, man, I want to do this shit. Mm-hmm. Because you have to really want it. Yeah. You, you got to let that that fire yeah. build in you. Don't, you know what I'm saying? You got to let that fire, like that, re- maybe you got to see everybody doing it. Mm-hmm. You have to, maybe you have to be on social media sometimes and be like, damn, this damn, this person got a business too? Yeah. And then you start feeling it. You'd be like, you know, not as a, in an envy way, but in a, maybe I can do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I got it. And when you, when that want supersedes that fear, that that's is, good, that's, that's the moment to jump that's in. That's a very good point. Because when, you, when you're still too scared, you're going to be moving scared. Ooh, you're going to be moving scared. You're going to be, you're going to be, you're not, you know, true. and if, you know what they say? Scared money don't make no money. You don't make no real money, honey. Scare no. money don't make no money. You mm-hmm. have to be like, you know what? I got five hundred. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just buy the LLC and I'm gonna start this shit right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when, when do you quit your nine to five? When you got money to quit your nine to five. Okay. That is, that's the only. Where you can afford your own insurance, where it's not like you're not relying like on your job insurance. When, yeah, when you know you have the money, because I do meet people that, um do their entrepreneur business full-time, and they're like, I had to be at my job for an additional two years than I planned yes. and save. Like, I was, all, my goal was just, I didn't, you know, I reduced my spending, and my goal is to save, 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 so that even when things don't go right with my business, I still have money to pay mm-hmm. my rent, okay? I still have, you know, 911 emergency money in my savings account just in case anything go wrong, mm-hmm. you know? So a good time to quit your 9 to 5. And, you know, people do say you have to take the leap of faith, you know? Yeah. I believe in that too, but sometimes it's like you can't just do that just shakingly, you know? Don't just say take the leap. You know, There's some, level to leap, Some many people have been like, girl, just do it, just do it. But it's like, girl, you finna pay my bills for me? There's a level to Can a I leap. call you to pay my bills for me okay. when I can't afford to pay my rent? I can't call you. So, as you said, it's a level to leap. You can't There's just, levels. you know, be, be prayer, prayerful, prayered up, all that, whatever. You know, you have to definitely do things with God involved in every way. But God helps those who help themselves Period. as well. So you, you got know. to do your best. Don't just yeah, you know, jump blindly. Another thing, you know, with quitting your nine to five, you you also gotta know when it doesn't serve you at all. Mm. You know, because um, not just on a monetary thing, time is invaluable. Time mm. is really invaluable. When you get to a point where it's like, you know, this nine to five. It's, it's a cycle. You know, there's yeah. some there's some jobs that you have that do not allow you the time to mm. to even begin to think about your entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. You do have to find that perfect balance. I'm a teacher. 
Yeah. Guaranteed I get summers off. If nothing else, you know that yeah, I'm going to have yeah. the summer to focus on some stupid yeah, shit. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, I'm probably going to have to work. But whatever. I have the summer. Yeah. March. Focus on you. That's why it's a cool job to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. in because I have it. But there's some jobs like I can't be no fucking IPO investment banker. Talk about I'm trying to do a podcast on the side because I'm always on on the clock. I'm not going to lie because even with my job, you know, just to be a little bit transparent, I think I'm getting to a stage where I'm just like, I need more time to invest in my personal business mm-hmm. because it's like, especially, you know, with being in the hair industry, you know, hair industry is always going to be popping. You know what I'm saying? But people... You need to have time for people. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You need to be easily accessible. You know, you can't just be like, oh, I'm only accessible for two hours. And it's just like, girl, after a while, people ain't for not. Not everyone's going to be waiting on you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I'm getting to the point where I'm just like, oh, okay, I need to find a way. Like, something's got to give and take. Something. You know what I mean? Okay. So as you said, it, it definitely is. You got you got to think about it. Dude. Yeah, shit, like I'm thinking about it right now. Shit, shout out <laughs> shout out to my assistant Cam's Cosmetics. See, that was a free shout out. But anyway, <laughs> shout out to to her because um you know, we talked about that cuz we were teaching together mm. at first and um she took that leap of faith a little bit, yeah, especially when the quarantine happened and everything. Yeah. It just seemed like at some point her personal business started to combat the business yeah. that she's doing. Yeah. And when you start getting to that place where it's like it comes a conflict yeah then then you have a choice for real when they're when they are strong enough to conflict with each other yeah. then you have a choice that means that they battle oh you're preaching to me okay girl <laughs> yes shit yeah, don't think- let me get my motivational speaker nah, nah, because i'm thinking not like right, you know it's a lot of thinking that you just really have to do you know no matter what risks are always going to be involved you know in both aspects you know as as we say there are pros and cons to both of the situations but you, you just have to see which one outweighs whatever how, how what is your why and which one do you want the most why do you want why do you want it I, how bad do you want it is entrepreneurship for everybody it's not <laughs> Let's be real. It is not because we have come across so many business owners from whatever type of business it is. They lack customer care, customer service. Mm-hmm. Heck, they don't even know what the hell they do in it. Yep. They're just having it so they could just put something on their bio, owner of this LLC, whatever. Yes. And somebody just didn't, as you said, about how freedom can just, uh, you know, can just be a shaky thing. Mm-hmm. Some people don't have the discipline because you need to be disciplined. To be able to balance it. Mm-hmm. It's not for everybody. It sounds good. It looks good. You know what I'm saying? It's fun. But it is not for everybody. And it's okay if you want to be a 9 to 5. Ain't nothing wrong with 9 to 5. I think that um, people got to be more comfortable knowing that they cannot. Every Everybody ain't a one-man band. Mm. You know, it, it, it's some things that you got to tell yourself, I need a team. Yeah. You know, I may have the skill to make whatever, but I can't market it. You know, some people. That's a very good point. I, I I can't be the face of the company. That ain't me. I'm not that type. Yeah. You gotta know those things, and that's why I don't think everyone understands an entrepreneurship. I don't want to say it's not for everybody because you know, at the essence of it, it's creating your own business. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone can essentially create their own business, mm-hmm. but everybody can't run their own business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, people really don't know, like, gee. You can't do everything. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you the, you the, you the talent or you the, or you people that's the talent, right? Like yeah. there's some people that's like, gee, yeah, you're, you're really cool, but you need somebody to manage you. You do. You, you do. need somebody to, to do that. You know, it, it, you know, even in myself, like there's so many things that I can do, but I know I suck at like 
social media sometimes. Yep, so, yep. You know what I mean? Like, or in social media, I know I understand the algorithms and I do that because I took a course on it, but I don't, I don't like being the talent. Yeah. You know? So it's just kind of like, you have to know yeah, your lane. That's true. I mean, we've mentioned in a podcast how we now have a team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's part of us knowing that, okay, we want to continue to grow in a certain manner. Mm-hmm. You know, and shout out to our team. Hey girl. Hey. Um, so yeah, you definitely, some things you can't do by yourself. You just cannot do, do okay. and depending on the type of business it is and how far you want to go, ain't nothing wrong with asking for help. Ain't nothing wrong with finding a team, a true solid team, a good team, okay? Not someone that's going to break you down now, but a good team to move on up up on that ladder. And that still counts as entrepreneurship. I think that people think that entrepreneurship means I'm on my own. That, that don't, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's still entrepreneurship, G. Like, entrepreneurship is not... Ah, uh, me, myself, I built it. You me, myself, me. and I. That's not entrepreneurship. Entrepreneur, like, don't let, that's what I'm telling you, don't let these social media people make you think that they really was on their own. Mm-hmm. Even if they had as simple as a constant photographer, that nigga built them. If they have people that be having constant tattoo artists, them niggas add Everyone to your brain. Everyone needs help. Because yeah. even when you think about when, when I look at all this um, social media people, Who's, who's taking those pictures? Their really? spouses, their best friends, their kids, okay. their mamas. Somebody's taking those pictures for them. You know what I mean? get those angles on the ring light. Listen, for real. <laughs> it's only so much. Girl, listen, I've, I've done it too. So after a while, I should get tiring because okay. I'm like, you know, who's your makeup artist? Who gets their hair done? It's somebody that's assisted, no matter how small it is, but you need that assistance. So entrepreneurship is not just yourself and I, because you, you can't you can't do it by yourself. There's no way, there's nothing you can truly fully do by yourself without the support of anyone. It's humility. Mm-hmm. We do, entrepreneurship is humility. Because as much as you have to be confident in what you are, you have to humble yourself. And I say that because even, you know, not to sound phony, but even as I began becoming an entrepreneur, I had to dead a lot of that petty, oh, I'm fuck with this bitch. You have to stop all that. Because at the end of the day, these are your spectators. They're your peers. These are, the, these are your consumers. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, uh, e- e- we all know how social media works. Even that little baby-ass engagement. Mm-hmm. Even the fact that somebody will swipe through your picture Listen, people helps are your brand. People are watching. People are watching. And entrepreneurship is also about constant learning. Mm. You know what I mean? You do have to. Because now I'm also investing, like, okay, you know, I see some successful people in my field. Let me see how they did it, you know? Mm. Let me buy their um, how to do it book or whatever or go to their little conference or whatever. Mm. Get a mentor mentoring it. Because you really, it's so much to it that you just can't figure out by yourself. So get you a mentor. Find somebody who's already in this field that is successful that you kind of want to, I mean, not saying you want to copy, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, you, you do yeah, have but you to. you got to learn. You, you have to learn, learn from, you know what I mean? You have to learn the ropes. You just you have to, to. Figure, you know, you have to have somebody else to, to guide you. And also ask for critical criticism, not someone. Now, oh, there's always going to be haters. Period. Yeah, facts. There's always going to be haters, you know. Even when you're doing the shit right, someone's going to find something to say. But find someone who could be like, hey, can you give me your, own, your honest opinion on this post? Can you give me your honest opinion on, you know, this product I just made? Who are your testers? Who's testing out your stuff for you? Because, you know, you may think something is good or tastes good or look good, but to your palate it is, but to somebody else, you know, it's, it's not. Okay. You do. You do need that that conversation that, you know what I'm saying, like all of that, because you got to know what the people want. You do. 
My last question I want to ask is, what is your dream? Because your dream is definitely is your fuel. You know what I'm saying? That's what is that's it. whether it's it is in nine to five. Because some people do want to be a CEO of a hospital. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some people want to be a CEO of an organization, not necessarily to ha- own their own personal business, and that's fine. But even being in a nine to five, you do want to climb up that ladder. Right. You know, that's something I knew within. You know that. Because for me, like, I've had my 9 to 5 for a hot minute. So, like, well, damn, it's going to, like, four years now? Jesus Christ, it's going to five years. Four years. And for a reason, I stayed in the same position because I know that I wanted to have my own business. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I do think that, damn, I should have still climbed the ladder in my 9 to 5 while also trying to figure out my business. But that's a whole other, like, mental confliction thing going on. Like, what No, you it's do? hard because we just talked about, yeah. like, knowing that, knowing that, you know, time is invaluable. It is. And, and it is like that, right? Like, if you do say, I'm moving on up, you, you're giving up a little bit more of something. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. They're not just going to increase your salary and whatever without it being without you know we start requesting more time and then it's like with us that we're creatives it's not just oh we have hair businesses and we have cross cultures we act we direct we write you know it's just so many things that we we have interest and passions Mm -hmm. in that we want to be successful in because i believe we could do all those things Mm -hmm. but it's just one person one mind you just have to find a way to divide you know so with me i I definitely conflicted with myself like damn should i just go up the ladder with my job because that people say just go get your masters you know so you could get more money and you know once you get more money you could invest that money the additional money you have into your dream but it's just like the time of getting that masters that's mm-hmm. what two three years i mean you know and it's it's in it's in our mind they were like oh time is a long time one could have done it whatever but it's like the time to get a masters the additional loans that goes into that okay. and then the moment i'm like I okay, I'm going to really focus on business. Girl, I was gonna be 40 by then or something. I don't know. It, yeah, it's, it's just it's, so much you lot. have to try to balance to within balance. yourself. I don't know. So, girl, that's that's my little, my little personal tea. But Dami, what is your dream career wise, nine to five wise, entrepreneur? What is your dream? I have two very strong dreams. Mm. I was just it's funny enough. I was just talking with my friend about how. Um, Every generation has a thing that they have to kill Mm -hmm. because the next generation has killed it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the thing for us millennials is that we have to let go of the idea of being in a field. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I'm in the healthcare field, I'm in the tech yeah. field or whatever, because we now live in a space where we can do so much shit simultaneously. Yeah. And I want to do so much shit simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So my dream, 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 um, one dream is to own like a, a chain of community centers like my own YMCA mm-hmm. um, because I really have a I do actually like kids like I ain't just choose teacher because whatever but you know I, I love children mm-hmm. I love youth and like I, w- I, I believe that all youth need something yeah. to be kids in um, so I really want to do that and then my other big dream is like I just want to be like Oprah mm. like I want to have like a dope TV show. Uh, I want an EGOT so bad. Like, I want a, a Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Mm-hmm. That's what an EGOT. So I want an EGOT really bad. Because mm-hmm. I think that, like, I can fucking EGOT. Like, that Grammy one, I think the podcast is going to get me the Grammy. Ooh. That's what I think the, the where the Grammy thing will come in. Mm-hmm. But I, I want an EGOT. So those are my dreams. I like that. I like that. And for me, my dreams are that's true because it's multiple dreams. It's never what is uh, is what's what's are your dreams. Okay. <laughs> for me, I definitely want to be a successful actress. 
like uh, you know i don't i don't want the hollywood fame mm. i really don't i want to be able to walk down the street without no paparazzi right. i really i really do i feel like most people can yeah most but, celebrities probably true. do but successful in the sense that i'm good in my art like i am known like this bitch got act yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I make good movies, not some goofy stuff. Like whatever. when they say Eric Amone on the movie, yeah, you already like, know, you know it's I mean? a movie. It's a solid movie. Like even if it's an indie movie, but it's a good movie mm. with a message, with an intention. I want to be a solid actress, a writer as well, because I'm not I consider myself a writer too. Um, I just also want to. I want to make good art. You know, good TV, good movies. I want to have my own show as well. Um, so that's relating that. And I also do, you know, I do locks. I'm a loctician. Um, I want to have my own beauty salon. So my own loctician shop, lock shop, both in Nigeria and here. Oh, nice. That's something I want to do. Um, I'm, you know, I would like to have my own like hair products and stuff that I, I make as well. Um, what else? I want? And you know, healthcare, my major in college was public health. I used mm-hmm. to want to be a pediatrician. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I went through the whole, what I want to do in medicine phase too. <laughs> Girl, I did. I was like, maybe I'll That's do nursing. Gee, I Talk did. I was like, maybe that. I'll go from nursing to go to oh, medical school. Da, 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 you know, but phase. I've always been passionate about healthcare, especially coming from Nigeria and seeing how the healthcare is, the lack of, you know, access to healthcare, proper healthcare, insurance, and things like that. You know, the disparities, the inequalities that there are in Nigeria and African countries compared to when you come here. Yeah. You know, so I've always said that I want to help. Um, create a solid foundation, a solid healthcare um, infrastructure in Nigeria mm-hmm. where people can go to the hospital and not be turned down because they cannot pay their medical bill. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like literally in Nigeria, you could see someone who's bleeding or in labor, but it's like, do you have money to pay for the surgery? Oh, you don't? Sorry, goodbye. And it's like, people die. You need a public you know? healthcare system. Exactly. Like people could still die from little things as typhoid, malaria, you know, diarrhea. People should not be dying from things like that Thyroid. anymore. You know what I mean? So people should not die for that at all. At all. You know? So I still want to make it. I want to have a big impact. You know, I've always said I want to work for WHO. So maybe like me being a great actress, I could be an ambassador, something like I want to be a public figure, you know, a great positive public figure. I want to be someone who um, makes a great impact in Nigeria, in my country and also here, you know, as a black woman to a great example for my family and people. And I pray that by God's grace, God would give us those abilities. Amen. Oh. And our listeners as well, God would give you the direction, the guidance that you need, the creativity, the connection, the people, the money, everything that you need to make it. Mm-hmm. Just know it's going to take time, but you could do it, baby. I also want to add, just for manifestation's sake. Yes. I want to open up a beauty supply, too. Like, Ooh, beauty yes. supply stores. Yes, yes, That yes. is, like, my toy store. I love a beauty We're going to make it, you so. know. We're going to make it. No, y'all going to see me with some beauty supply store. Yes, we're going to make Hair it. Hair care beauty. Amen. All right, you guys. Um, So, of course, we always like to remind you guys that if you would like to advertise your business, your products with us, um, DM us or email us. Um, our social media is Cross Sex Culture Podcast on Instagram. You can also DM us personally um, at Erica Mona, E R I K A M O N A A. At Damn, I'm fine. At D A M underscore, I'm fine. Also, check out our personal business pages as well. Mine is Mona's Locks, M O N A S L O C S. If you do have locks on natural hair, I could definitely do some lock on natural hairstyles for you in the Chicago area. 
And what about you, Dami? We hair care co, but we under construction right now. I ain't going to send y'all to us when we under construction. <laughs> so we're going to come back on that. All right. All right. Um, And do you have anything else to add before the quote of the day? Stay blessed, stay black, stay love. Okay, and the quote of the day is, when you have a dream that you can't let go of, trust your instincts and pursue it. But remember, real dreams take work, they take patience, and sometimes they require you to dig down very deep. Be sure you're willing to do that. Okay, this is Cross Culture. What's up? I ain't really tryna talk. Shut up, make it shake like a shake weight. Make it break like an earthquake. She make it dry like a Freddy. If you get behind it, you better be ready. Booty heavy like a Yeti. If you get behind it, you better be steady. Little mommy go make it drop. After the party, let's head to the spot. When she pull up to the party, you tell her she got it the way that she walk. She told you she don't twerk, but when I got her, she was putting it work. She found my social network. Every time I post, she gon' come on alert. With my fat ones, with my tall ones, with my short ones, with my small ones. And I'm ready for it. I brought all ones. Let's not get too serious, baby. It's all fun. Hold that down.